Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, it's hour two. Live in Los Angeles, it's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for make, making us part of your day. Cowboys tonight. Host the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's trending down uh, defensively. They've got some playmakers. It's just not working. Um, and the Cowboys are trending up. Uh, they are nine-point favorites. You would not have guessed that six, seven weeks ago. Uh, Seattle was a better football team. I'm not sure exactly what's happened. But uh, Dallas is uh, Dax playing the best football of his career. Dallas is playing very well, dominating the teams they should. I told you an hour ago that if you go look at Super Bowl winners in the last decade, they usually have at least six, usually seven to eight blowout wins. San Francisco's already got seven. Dallas already has seven. Philly's only got two. So what you're watching tonight is what a Super Bowl team looks like when they're at home, when they're favored. They usually clobber a team, and Dallas is favored by nine and a half. And I know there's a lot of trend betters out there. Well, Dak Prescott is a favorite of six or more in his career is like 30 and 11. Uh, trends aren't predictive, of course. They just look at the past. And when Dak has faced bad teams, he's crushed them. Yeah. Like, that's that's the Well, facts. you get credit for that. Yeah. It's okay. Let's bring in Greg Cosell, 44 years at NFL Films. Fantasy football, bet football, want to get smarter at football. We brought Greg on Thursdays for a long time. So let's just talk about Dak. And I'd said, you know, Mike McCarthy, yeah. gets, Mike McCarthy gets a lot of crap. Winning record with Favre. Aaron, Dak, and Cooper Rush. So something's working. This is the best Dak I think I've ever seen. And I, you, you, his offensive coach has to be doing something right. What do you make of what the film says on Dak this year? Uh, I think he's really been efficient, Colin. Um, you know, I think that he's made – you know, when a quarterback plays well, look, it's usually not a sexy reason. He's made really good throws. He's read coverage well. He's been efficient. He's made throws uh, off secondary action movement, which he really hadn't done in previous years, the previous couple of years anyway. Um, I think they've moved C.D. Lamb around a lot more, so that's helped a lot just in terms of creating matchups at key moments in games. Uh, Lamb has last year was predominantly a slot receiver. This year he's been on the outside almost an equal amount uh, as the slot. Um, and he's done this most, mostly without a run game that's been consistent week to week. And I will add one thing that I think really shows up on film the last three or four weeks. Tyron Smith, the last three or four weeks, has looked like the Tyron Smith of four or five years ago at left tackle. And that really helps their offense because now you don't need to worry about chips. You don't need to worry about anything that impacts your passing game in a negative way. So this is an exciting time for me because we got young quarterbacks. We're not sure what to make of him. I'm not a big Kenny Pickett fan, but Matt Canada, right. Matt Canada exits and they get over 400 yards offense. There was a little more, <laughs> little more motion with it, right? So you tell me, is it all media nonsense, or did you see something that they played to Kenny Pickett's strengths? They used more sets that are advantageous. What did you see? Well, they worked the middle of the field, which they had hardly done 
under Matt Canada. In fact, they had the lowest percentage of throws between the hashes and between the numbers of almost any team in the league. And they came out on the first play, Colin, and they were going to say, hey, we're going to be aggressive. They ran four verticals on the first play of the game, and he hit Fryermuth on a seam ball on the first play. And he did it again, another seam ball, not out of four verts, but another seam ball on the second possession. So they came out, they were aggressive, they attacked, they worked all areas of the field as opposed to just the outside. And you could just see watching Pickett in this particular game, again, we're not making any statement about the this next game or the game after, but in this particular game, he was far more decisive. If you notice, he didn't move very much at all. Yeah. He was comfortable with what he was being asked to do, and he hit his back foot and delivered the football. Yep, coaching matters. So Sean Payton's coaching. So we all kind of knew we would get a better version of Russell. And if you look at the numbers, um, it's it's more similar to the Seattle Russell than last year, and it's not particularly close. He's moving more. But I think the story that we're kind of glossing over is this defense was horrible in the first four to five games. I watched them go up against Cleveland, Greg, and they were physical. They were aggressive. Yep. They've got some young guys who can really move at linebacker. So what did they do in the last five games to fix the – and they're getting turnovers. What did they do? Yeah. Well, just one point here. Coaches tell you what they think about their players by how they play. So this is a running football team. They have the second highest percentage of run calls in this five-game winning streak of any team in the league, and their defense has gone from giving up 26 points a game, I believe, through the first five, six weeks to 16 in this five-game winning streak. And where it's really shown up, Colin, is the red zone. And obviously that's not profound. You have to stop teams in the red zone, but they've become far more aggressive, more man coverage, more pressure. They've got three young players on the defensive front who are all fast athletes. Cooper, uh, Nick Benito, the second-year player from Oklahoma, and Baron Browning from Ohio State. And they're letting these guys now move around and, and make plays. I mean, they're relying on players at times more than scheme. They're being very, very aggressive. Yeah. Um, and they have the best corner in the game in Patrick Sertan and a really, really good, smart, savvy veteran safety in Justin Simmons. And one player who should get a lot of credit, is the rookie slot corner. I think he's a rookie, maybe second year, McMillan. Uh, Jaquan McMillan has really been a big factor for them since he moved into the slot about a month ago. Okay, so um, this is not a playoff team, and I could be totally wrong on this. But I think offensive coaches in this league do a better job of fixing and rebooting offensive lines. I'm still waiting for the, you know, like, like Sean McDermott, Tomlin, Pete Carroll, I get disappointed. I think the Andy Reeds, yeah. Peyton, Sean Payton, maybe it's just acquisitions, but I have watched McVeigh in this O-line. They've had guys playing left tackle, same guy plays right guard. I watched Matt Stafford, his protection, that run game the last couple weeks, and especially against Arizona, and I'm like, they look offensively clever, protection, playmakers, then you're smiling. Am I wrong on this? They're, they're, I think, nah, McV I think McVay, McVay's having a very good year when his players are healthy. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think when you watch a McVay offense, there's a couple of things that always stand out. What always stands out is reduced splits, and that causes problems for defenses. Reduced splits by wide receivers. Motion. Um, and then you get the, the, the play-action pass game off uh, outside zone run element, which minimizes pass rush because defensive linemen move laterally as opposed to vertically toward the quarterback. And it just looks efficient. And Stafford can still throw it now really, really well. And the run game worked really effectively this past week against the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals did some specific things defensively, which I'm not sure a lot of teams will do. That That's a whole in-the-weeds discussion, not for right now. But it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain that. They're playing a very good defense this week, and we'll see if they can continue to look good offensively. But but this past week, they look really efficient, um, and Stafford threw it well, and they ran it well, and they ran it well on the perimeter. Yeah. So listen, Jordan Love ate up the Chargers back end, and he beat the Lions back end. None are particularly elite. So my takeaway is, okay, now it's Kansas City. This defense is young, fast, pass rush. It's a whole different ballgame. Um, I think he'll regress a little, but he does 
with these young receivers, Greg, he looks more confident. He's letting it rip more. It does look like he's seeing the field a little better than six weeks ago. That's just me as a consumer on TV. Steps into it, lets it rip. He's still an erratic thrower at times. But what I'm seeing is he believes in himself more than he did six weeks ago. I would say, Colin, that Jordan Love has had incremental improvement throughout the season. As you know, he's playing with two second-year wideouts and three first-year wideouts and two offensive tackles that were not meant to be starters when the season progressed. He's getting better. He's just a notch below traits-wise of the big-time quarterbacks. I mean, he's a pretty high-level talent. Um, He needs to refine some of his mechanics. He can be a little loose, and that gets him in trouble sometimes on throws that he he needs to make, but he's become more consistent with his ball location and his ball placement. And this is not an X and O comment, Colin, and I think you would agree. When you watch him now, he looks like a professional quarterback. Yeah. And I think that – the future is pretty bright for this kid. Will there be some more ups and downs? There probably will be for the reasons I mentioned, playing with a lot of young players. But I think that his his progression has been exactly what you want for a first-year starting quarterback. So, um, you know, we've J-Mac thinks Brock Purdy should be in the MVP race. I'm not there. But he does make too many good throws to not acknowledge he looks like a franchise quarterback. He makes some really good throw. He'll do three or four a game where you're like, oh, that's a big boy throw. And not all these young quarterbacks do that. He's, no. accu- he's accurate. He'll, he throws the ball before the break. He, in, I mean, he makes some throws. So, you know, I'm watching him. Is there your, your thoughts on the Eagles, Brock Purdy? What are you seeing on film that you like? I think there's two things with Brock Purdy that make him what he is, and it was just a very good quarterback. Number one, he is as good as there is in the game as a processor of information quickly because I've seen a ton of plays, Colin, where the coverage changes at the snap of the ball, late rotation in coverage, and he sees it, recognizes it, and reacts to it literally in a second because that's all you have. He is not fooled. He then knows exactly where to go with the football. That's number one. And number two, and you're seeing this play right here, he's made a number of throws this year, and I don't think people realize how hard this is. This is wow stuff. See, people think wow with quarterbacks that run around. They think wow when they watch Caleb Williams. But throwing a ball down the field 30 yards before a receiver makes his break and putting it right on his hands because you're throwing it to a spot, not to a player, that's wow. I would argue it's more wow than watching a guy run around. So I think that there's two things in his game that are really, really high level. So I want to spend some time on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So if you go back a decade, we did this morning, on average, Super Bowl champs win by blowout 10 or more seven times. Patriots were up to 10. The only exception in the decade was the Peyton Manning was old Brock Osweiler season where they could the quarterback situation was a bit of a mess and they also had a great defense. Having to save average performances, Jalen Hurts, who I absolutely love for a million reasons, they win close every week. That is not what Super Bowl teams do. They flex about seven times like the Cowboys have done seven times this year. Like the Niners have done seven times this year. They blow teams out. We see it in college football all the time. The right. national champion, Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, they blow people out. But it happens more in the NFL than we think. So my question is, before we get to the big play or anything, am I overstating Philadelphia's talent? What does their talent look like? on now, The Niners we know is loaded. We know there are times the Dallas team. What does the film say on, on, on the overall talent of Philadelphia? I think their talent is pretty good on offense. They've got a really good O-line. They've got two really good receivers. Um, You know, I think their run game is – you wouldn't put that at the top of the NFL, but they do run it well when they do run it. Um, But they've been – They've been more this year an individual play team than than a consistent offense, you know, week after week. But the one thing they've been able to do, and I think Hertz is a huge factor in this because his second reaction off-schedule ability is really, really good. Um, They've been able to make drives in the second half of games when they've needed those drives. Oh, yeah. 
And what really stands out when you watch those drives is how well orchestrated they are by the offensive coordinator. Now, I can't answer why that doesn't happen necessarily, you know, in the first quarter. Those are hard questions to answer because you'd have to be in the meeting room and understand how they're game planning. But they do such a good job in the second half of games with how they orchestrate their offense versus the opposing defense. Now, maybe it just takes a little time to figure out how that defense is playing them and what it is exactly they want to do. But then you have Hurts being able to make the play we just saw. You know, that's the other factor is the second reaction ability. That's a killer for defenses. And Jalen Hurts is really, really good doing that. So let's talk about the big play of the week. Yeah, and this is a great one because this is a really schemed play. This is exactly what I'm talking about. They got into the high red zone, and we can run the play right now. They got into the high red zone, and they called a schemed play. This was not a Hertz play. It was a schemed play. It was a really good throw, but it all came about by scheme. So you see Jalen Hurts, he's in the gun right here. And they have four strong, in other words, four receivers to one side. It's to the wide side of the field. We call that four strong. And you're going to see Julio Jones and Devonta Smith because ultimately they're going to start this play uh, with, with Julio Jones, believe it or not. And there's A.J. Brown split out wide. These are the two defenders that are going to be most impacted by what they do here, which is a fake tunnel screen to Julio Jones. And look at those defenders react to it. So now they lose their zone coverage responsibilities. So what do you get? You get Brown on the outside and Smith on the inside, both running verticals against a safety who can't play both. So it ends up being a touchdown. I don't want to say it's easy because it's a good throw and a really good catch, but schematically they beat the defense. They've become very, very good at that. As I said, in the second half of games, they do that really effectively. Yeah, no, it's something to watch. Uh, Greg Cosell, 44 years, NFL films, as always. Great talking to you, Greg. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Yeah, you and I, J-Mac, I think we're both on the same side. I don't love the number now, but I do like the Niners. I, I, I just think you can't keep winning close. Minnesota last year was bizarre. They won 11-0 and in one-score games. It just doesn't, you can't keep trailing at half and winning and winning and winning. So there is some, it has been uh, a, a buddy of mine, John Middlecoff, former NFL scout for the Eagles, said he wonders if Hurts isn't 100% and it takes him a half to get warmed up is that his body needs about a half, couple of hits, couple of runs. Because we've seen, a couple of weeks ago, we saw him run one time in the first half, ten times in the second. So he, they tend to lean into Jalen Hurts more in the second halves. Uh, and I, like Greg said, I don't have an answer for it, but um, you're just tempting fate when you keep falling behind, you fall behind. Good luck playing from behind with that Niners defensive front. Yeah, that front seven is the best in the league. Yes. And you don't want Jalen Hurts running 10, 15, 20 times in a no. It'll be December. In a first week of December game, risking injury when he's, like you said, probably not 100%. I, I just have to ask about Purdy. How much of it is 6-1, looks like he does your taxes, last pick in the draft, unassuming? How much of it, how much of that factors in? Because, Colin, I'm just telling you, when you just watch the tape, if you were to, like, you know, make him a silhouette, you'd be like, this guy's nails. He yeah. does not miss. Yes. So... The question is, does his lack of height and size matter? Yes. And but I but I do think, yeah, I mean that's that's you know, Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck, John Elway. You start looking around, it's usually big, strong guys that can move and run with big arms. The one thing that we 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 we, we don't give Purdy credit for. So his coach in college, Matt Campbell, was very, very highly considered. He was up for big boy jobs. Yeah. Good coach. Brock Purdy left Iowa State, and they went completely in the tank with a great coach. Brock Purdy was carrying that team to seven wins, eight wins. You know, he leaves. They still had all those recruits, those players, a lot of them. They were awful an hour later. Yeah. So it's not just what you do when you arrive in a place. When Harbaugh left the Niners, they went into the tank, right? Like, so they're... they're, they're there are things to be noted about Brock. And by the way, in the history of the NFL, Tony Romo undrafted, Kurt Warner undrafted, Brady sixth round, Mark Brunel, late round pick, Joe Montana, Dak Prescott fourth round. So it's not unheard of. I do think because he's called Mr. Irrelevant because he was the last guy picked, if he would have been middle of the seventh round or bottom of the sixth, we wouldn't be as shocked. But Mr. Irrelevant in NFL history usually doesn't make a roster.
So, but they're they're, now, do I think Shanahan and this assortment of great players like Christian McCaffrey and Debo matter a ton? I don't think Brock Purdy is talented enough to overcome the Bears mess. And Garoppolo got this coach. Is anyone? Can anyone overcome that Bears mess? I do. Yes, I do think we talk about the word overcome a lot. A true franchise quarterback. Now, you could say, well, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got to the playoffs last year. True franchise quarterbacks. Justin Herbert set a rookie record with the 32nd ranked offensive line as a rookie. You also have been saying they've got one of the best rosters in the league. It doesn't look it now, but last year, they got a loaded roster. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'll tell you right now. Patrick Mahomes goes to the Bears with this team and this coaching. They're not doing anything. Oh, they're winning games. Uh, Maybe maybe five or six or seven, but they're not like a playoff team or anything. Hmm. You think Mahomes could elevate that motley crew that much? Okay, let me ask you. Mitch Trubisky with Aaron Rodgers in his prime, Kirk Cousins and Stafford close to it. Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs twice. I, I need to look well, at the roster. Different they're, coaching they're, staff, Their defense was, was good. It wasn't the Ravens. It wasn't the Seahawks a few years ago. I mean, again, it's... And I wasn't a Trubisky fan. <laughs> no, but I was a Nagy fan. So, so my point being is... Um, <laughs> the Houston Texans were an absolute tire fire, and then C.J. Stroud arrived. The Denver Nuggets looked like they had two good players, and then Sean Payton arrived. So Denver, um, I, I just saying, Kyle yeah. Shanahan and these weapons are a big chunk, over fifty percent of this story. This is this roster is the best in football. Think about this: Trent Williams, left tackle, Hall of Famer; Kittle, Hall of Famer. McCaffrey, if he's healthy for two more years, going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. Um, Bosa on track. Ayuk, like Fred Warner, Hall of Famer. Hofunga, if he was healthy, he was tracking to be a great How's player. This? We call Brock Purdy now the Rodney Dangerfield of NFL quarterbacks because he gets no respect. I've never heard it's that. Always that, that line. It's always Kyle Shanahan. It's Debo Samuel, Ayuk, C-Mac. Like, at some point, the but, quarterback ties it all together. But when Garoppolo got to the Super Bowl... He got no credit. That was unfair. Wait, he I got mean, no credit? I mean, people were killing Garoppolo. I mean, he was like, when he got Who to the are Super Bowl. Well, the, the internet people? Come on. Garoppolo was getting, nobody liked I mean, he had no market except the Raiders, and he got to a Super Bowl. Okay. Shan- Shanahan and Lynch, he got him to a Super Bowl. They moved off him. So Garoppolo gets to a Super Bowl, and his own GM and coach are like, see ya. It's overboard now that Purdy's getting too much credit. Wow. So Garoppolo didn't get enough. Purdy's getting way too much. We can meet in the middle. I like Purdy more than Garoppolo because I think he's healthier and more mobile. But they're both capable of big-time throws. I saw Garoppolo outplay in the fourth quarter Aaron Rodgers last year the year before in a playoff game. He was a couple years ago. He went to Lambeau and outplayed him in the fourth quarter. So I just think Garoppolo never got enough credit. He got none. His guys moved off him, and Purdy's getting way too much credit. Okay. Does that seem unreasonable? I think that's fair. I, I think we got to go to commercial. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of a sleet, slush, snow, and ice. East Coast can get real cold. Not here. It's getting real cold out east. Not rubbing it in, but it's really nice out here. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All weather tires, all season tires, dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. They have a tire decision guide. It'll give you a personalized tire recommendation, right? So the right tires for how often you drive, what do you drive, where do you drive. Right now, full line, Firestone tires at TireRack.com. They ship them fast and free to you or one of their over 10,000 recommended installers. It'll come to your work, your house, put them on potentially. Also, two years, free road hazard protection. Drive over a screw, pothole, nail, fix it. Two years free. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com slash Colin. Firestone test results, special offers. The way tire buying should be and has been for four decades. TireRack.com. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll take the Lions minus four at the Saints. I'm out on Dennis Allen. I think he's one of the worst coaches in the league. Lions got embarrassed by Green Bay. They bounce back and win. 
Chargers minus six at the Patriots. A desperate team coach in a hot seat in New England. I'm not sure they want to win games. I'll take the Chargers to win by more than a touchdown. And I'll take the Jaguars hosting the Bengals. Jake Browning, not it. Can't beat you downfield. Jags want to get that number one seed. They're motivated. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Please, new users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app, it's real simple. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Protect your home, 50% off. Simply save home security right now. Check it out. Fast Protect Plan gets you 50% off at simplysafecolin.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. J Mac, as always, with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Well, let's get started because we can't get enough of Eagles Niners, Colin. The big game Sunday on Fox. Despite having the best record in the league, Philly has is a two-and-a-half-point dog to San Francisco. Nick Sirianni, he's fine with that. Not going to get wrapped into what anybody else thinks uh, of us, whether that's another team, whether that's, um, you know, whoever makes the spreads or anything like that. Um, we just we just worry about going to work for ourselves. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I think going into last year and the year before that, no one really thought we would be any good. And um, I think that... We, it's okay. It's okay to be the underdog of this city. Um, I, I said on the, the radio the other day, like, before I ever stepped foot in the city, all I knew about this city was Rocky versus Apollo Creed, and <laughs> the city plays the underdog well. That's funny. I like that. He's right. 
Philadelphia's always got a little chip on their shoulder because they live in the shadow of New York, so they got a chip on their shoulder. So we've talked a lot about what happens if the Niners win this. What if the Eagles win this game? <laughs> well, they'll be the number one seed in the NFC. Which Lock it up. No, it's over. NFC's got to go through Philly Well, it's, again. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be shocking. It's gone through Philly a few times. Yeah, it's a good organization. I got Dallas next week. What game do you think means more, San Fran or uh, Dallas? Yeah. San Fran. They got to win the division, they, Colin. They already beat Dallas. Yeah, well, you sweep them and it's it's over. You got the division locked up. You will host a playoff game. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to throw this. I just... Obviously, it means a lot to them, but San Fran is going to be so fired up for this game, man. Well, they also... San Francisco had extra time they played on Thursday. So the Niners have extra time. Everything's in their favor. Played fewer snaps. Little bit of a revenge. They're very, very healthy. Um, the practice reports come out here in the next couple hours, and we'll see Lane Johnson if he's practicing. That's obviously a big well, one. Well, if he's not playing, it's another... We didn't play last week. and they... Well, but that that team's not this team. Well, the Bills have a good front four. Yeah, it's, it's not San Francisco. It's not Bosa and Young. Yeah. All right, next up, the Detroit Lions. Their offense had been on fire this season. Recently, Jared Goff, some turnover woes. Underrated game. After giving the ball up just three times over the first six games, Goff has eight turnovers in the last five. Said ball security has been a point of emphasis for him in practice this week. I don't know if you watch this line. It is going up, up, up and up, away. Up, up, yeah. Saints are really banged up. Their top three receivers may miss the game. I don't love their coach. Olave, Thomas, obviously out. Look at the winning percentage of their coach. Yeah, Raiders here. I think he's done. So, we've been right about a lot this season. I was way off on the Saints. Well, I, I picked them to win the division, too, yeah. because they had the best quarterback and the best roster, arguably, by a stretch. This coaching staff and this head coach, you, you got to win the division when you're going up against kind of a rebooted Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, rookie Bryce Young, and you have Derek Carr. You got to win the and you have the best defensive personnel. You got to win the division. I, I've watched them this year. They are the most frustrating team in the red zone to watch. Oh, they try, they check down too much. They I, I think their talents, Olave can play. I think they have really good players. Saints have really good players. I do not like this staff. This feels it feels like in the red. Well, anytime I bet on them in the red zone, I'm like, just put Taysom Hill in. No. Just run the ball I've and lost, take the field goal. I've lost doink games to oh. them. I've lost. I'm done betting. I, I did take the Lions at four, uh, four and a half on the road for Detroit. That's a I don't know. I probably it's probably a whiff, and the Saints will show up this week. But you're right, Dennis Allen. He's just not a good coach. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's coaches in this league, like Arthur Smith in Atlanta. People bang on. I never watch Atlanta and think, boy, they're undercoached. That's what I think about at times Buffalo and New Orleans. Mm. I'm like that they should be better than this. Now, Greg Cosello says Buffalo's talent's overstated, and and it probably is if he watches film. But how many teams? Like I think. Brandon Staley of the Chargers, I feel like they're undercoached. New Orleans, undercoached. I don't always feel that with Eberflus, because I think Justin Fields, because he's so athletic, is a little overhyped. That, you know, like Greg Cosell said, he makes great plays. He's not a great quarterback. He doesn't resemble a great quarterback. He's not very good from the pocket. So I'm Eberflus, they have the number one rush defense in the league. You know, the acquisition to get the top linebackers worked. So I, but I think New Orleans and the Chargers, I look at and I think their talent's absolutely better than their results. Well, the common thread there is defensive coaches. Yeah. Final story uh, the transfer portal and NIL have changed the way recruiting works in college football, especially at QB. Nebraska coach Matt Rule was asked if he will be addressing that position in the portal for next season. And he made it clear he's not looking for a quick fix in his program. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. We just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way, building. But that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. It mean it's just we did it last year, right? It just means. Um, they have to be clearly an impact player for us if they're like a one-year player. Or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. Boy, yeah, that- I, don't, I don't think it's outrageous when these programs make $80 million and you paid the most important player a million bucks. So well, what? The Nebraska programs make it $80 million? I did not know that. Okay. Dude, you can't get a ticket to their games. This Matt Rule speech, that sounds awful. If I'm a recruit or a donor, I'm like, dude, what are you doing?
say we're going to build and develop. We're not going to buy quarterbacks when all the real teams are buying quarterbacks. I, listen, I that's a horrible look, Matt. Well, you know, I mean, it, by the way, see what happened. Like, I'll give you an example. The kid that plays at Washington State, uh, Cam Ward. I watched him last week. A pretty clever little player. I think. He's a kid that could say, I want to play now. The Pac-12's gotten blown up. I, I could be wrong on this. I think Cam's got another year of college, I believe. I'll look him up. Look him up, Cam Ward. Yeah. He's, and I say that because I watched him last week, and as I watched him, I don't think he's a senior. I don't. I could be wrong. But I looked at him, and I thought, boy, the Pac-12's blown up. If I was in Nebraska, oh, yeah. what is he? He's a junior. He's got he's he's got years of eligibility. Yeah, so eligibility he was left. a guy I watched last weekend, and I thought, oh, that's worth a million bucks. He's a playmaker. He got a nice arm. He's got. He's a player. So so what? What's wrong with a million bucks? For well, the Matt most- rule says we're not doing that. Well, I think that's the that's what you. I mean, do you want to compete in the big? T- By that's the way, what I'm Matt, saying Matt Rule. What are you doing? Does Matt Rule know who's entering the conference? Washington, Oregon, SC. But do we? Does he know who's exiting the conference? Jim Harbaugh. I think I, had- I think paying a million bucks for Cam Ward for a yeah. proven college quarterback. Like the Cam Ward kid at Washington State's Man, interesting. He's got some staggering numbers. I did not no, realize. No, no, he, was no. He, he can he can spin it. He made the throw of the weekend last weekend. It wasn't the Alabama quarterback. I'm not going to get into it and bore you, but he, so he, so what's the market like for Ward? I mean, I would Michigan's going to lose McCarthy. I would I would say the the market for Ward, if it's a bidding war, is a million five to two million bucks. Does Oregon say, hey, Bo Nix is gone? Um, well, let's bring in Cam Ward. I I th- I don't think they they want more of a pro style quarterback. Um, Cam Ward's absolutely worth a million dollars. He'll probably get to a million and a half. And again, if you go to a program that's making $68 million a year, these, these I mean, you will go look online, Google what Alabama, Auburn, Michigan, all wow. these guys. Right. I don't think giving that kid one million. Now, when you get into the four or five million, it makes more than your entire staff except you, then it gets weird and uncomfortable. But for a million bucks, if you don't have a good quarterback, NFL or college, you all get fired. You want to you want to yank your daughters out of their private school, the nice suburb, and so, that. so in life, I'm cool with what rules talking about building the slow way, the right way, taking your time, you know. Yeah. But that's not college football. Like well, you've got a limited well, window, no. bro, before Nebraska says, "Hey, where's the where's the well, progress?" Well, no, I don't think that's true. I think you can do it both ways. I think you can do it both ways. Okay. I'm just saying, Nebraska, I don't know how many games they won this year, but you well, want to okay, bump let, it to maybe 7-8 next right, year? Let, Go let, get Cam Ward. Okay, let us uh, let me ask you right now. J.J. McCarthy. He wasn't, going a transfer portal, he wasn't a transfer portal guy. Bo yeah. Nix. Well, that was like three years ago. But before the, before the transfer portal exploded, Bo Nix came. Okay, so those two teams. I mean, Texas. Arch Manning was a recruit. Quinn, 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 Ewers, Quinn Ewers started Ohio State. I don't know if he was. I think he did briefly. He did. He did. Some um, I'm just thinking of the top teams. Milrow. Penix is a uh, transfer portal well, guy. Well, he had injuries. Yeah, he was a transfer portal guy. Yeah. Penix was. But I'm saying if you look at the top 10 teams, there's a lot of kids that were recruited. There were a couple transfer portal Shadur guys. Shadur Sanders transfer portal, but his dad, you know, yeah, obviously. You can do it both ways. You can absolutely saying, do it both ways. You want the quick fix, the influx. Well, if you're a the, good the program. Drug hit or whatever you want to call it. But boom. If I'm winning eight games next year with Cam Ward, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Matt Rowell. I say, Matt Rule, come on. Bring him in. Let's by go. the way, I don't know the Carson Beck story at Georgia, but I think they just recruited him. I, again, I could be wrong on well, this. They had the Stetson Bennett. Well, I'm just saying, I, you're you're making it sound like you can only go through the portal no, for a quarterback. No, no, no. You can do it both black ways. or white. That's other shows. That's not us. You know, we we like nuance and well, this uh, is gray this areas. Is journalism. Yeah, we're not using AI talking heads here. This is all journalism. Are you done? Finished. Jay Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd line I'm not, news. I, I am. I thought the fear-mongering with the transfer portal and NIL was silly. Uh, it needed some guardrails. It was a little wild, wild west, a little gold rush for a while, but they put some guardrails up. Um, you know, everybody figured out their collective at the schools. Uh, the second thing is, I think uh, I it's a little overstated. LSU, USC, Colorado were big transfer portal teams, and they kind of underachieved. So transfer portal is valuable. I do not think you have to get your quarterback from it, but... If you're a quarterback at Washington State, Cam Warden, you can spin it and you can make two million bucks. Darn right, you go get two million bucks. Anyone who owns a home needs to be uh, on the lookout for real estate frauds involving identity theft. Criminals use tactics like phishing and phone scams, public Wi-Fi hacking, dumpster diving, mail theft to steal your personal information. Then, with enough of your info in hand, they can attempt to steal property titles. Forge deeds. Take on mortgages in your name. This is serious stuff, and it happens more than you think. 
It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect your lives negatively and fast. LifeLock by Norton can help. They detect and alert you to potential threats you're not going to spot on your own, alone, taken out in your name. You're not going to spot that. If you become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist going to work and fix it. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code is always heard, H-E-R-D. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com, code H-E-R-D. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents the Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take on number 16, Iowa. Public begins Saturday at 6.30 Eastern on Fox. 
Ugly, low-scoring game, but I'm watching. Okay, so now we both said we like San Francisco. It's the big Fox game. It's the biggest game all weekend. Philadelphia-San Francisco. We both like San Francisco for the same basic reasons, which is extra time to prep for a brilliant offensive coach. Philadelphia could be more beat up. We'll get the injury report here. San Francisco's healthy. Philadelphia played a lot of snaps in an overtime game. That's usually bad news. Lane Johnson doesn't play. I really like San Francisco. There is one thing that does make me pause on San Francisco. You know I'm a big believer. I like my quarterbacks to be adults. I don't want them to be frat boys. So Jalen Hurts at the podium is the best podium quarterback in the league. Hat on forward, uh, professional, almost manicured, uh, got that CEO-like, a real grown-up, Brock Purdy. Hey, you guys want to hit some golf balls? You got a hat on backwards. He's not a franchise quarterback. I mean, come on. If that guy came to move your couch, you'd be like, are you a professional? I don't know. I'm telling you, it really bothers me. Maybe I'm overstating. He's probably a nice kid. He's got, his dad needs to call him and say, turn that thing around. By the way, you guys say it doesn't matter. All right. I am not, you know, I'm not saying you can't wear it backwards in the garage, playing Frisbee, but hacky sack, you know, your baristas out there. I know that's the uh, de facto, uh, you know, default, excuse me, uh, dress attire. Franchise quarterback, Wednesday podium, Jalen Hurts is how you want to look. Franchise quarterback. CEO, respectful to the owner and the organization. So if Purdy wants to wear his hat backwards, can we get a list of places that's acceptable? Like, what if he goes to a museum on an off day with a girlfriend? Is that okay to wear the hat In a public setting? Yeah. As the 49ers franchise quarterback. (laughs) No You want to clean your garage, play Frisbee (laughs) golf or hacky sack, (laughs) then go for it. Hacky sack's not a thing anymore, man. Come on. It's very troubling to me. No public setting hat backwards. You've never worn the hat backwards in public. I'm not a franchise quarterback. You basically are. You're the franchise of FS1. Come on. Well, I I will tell you this. I don't wear hats on backwards. I have, like, if I have to go clean the garage, you got to get up in the corners, and you can't, you don't want dust on you. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm wavering because of that. Don't like it at all. Okay, so before the season, I said, I don't know if I could give Tua an extension because of the concussions. So uh, there's an insider hinting the Dolphins' Dan Graziano, or Dan Graziano, a reporter, is hinting that they're going to sign him to a big deal, like 40, 50 million bucks a year. Big deal. And if he didn't have a concussion history, there's two things that are clear. He's almost the perfect quarterback for Mike McDaniel's system, which is Kyle Shanahan's system. Get rid of the ball quickly and accurately. So he's almost the perfect quarterback. And the other thing is, it took 22, 23 years from Marino to Tua. So it's damn hard to find a franchise quarterback. You know, and I was thinking about this this morning. I've always said I I couldn't sign him to an extension. But when you watch him play, um, I may have to reconsider this. Aren't all teams screwed if their quarterback gets hurt? (laughs) I mean... Well, two is hurt. Well, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, how'd it go in New York? Cincinnati, Joe Burrow got hurt. How's that Jake Browning thing working out? Everybody's screwed when you lose your star quarterback. Secondly, it's virtually impossible to find them. The college football gives you one franchise quarterback a year. So if you're Miami, you sit there and you think to yourself, I mean, cross your fingers. I mean, upgrade the O-line. This coach does a lot of three-step, get rid of it. They don't ask him to do physical stuff. They don't ask him to run around and take shots. He practiced sliding and falling in the offseason. But I've always been like, you can't do it with concussions. But the more I think about this, I'm like, his numbers the last two years, top 10, and, and, and he's really perfect for this system. What Shanahan and Mike McDaniel want, quick reads, accurate, get rid of it. He's not going to run around, not going to show off his arm, He's perfect. I mean, that's why Brock Purdy works. Like these guys aren't going to run around and play out of an open play, which a Josh Allen could do, a Lamar, Aaron Rodgers. They're going to kind of do their own stuff because they're so gifted. Brett Favre. So he's a perfect quarterback, and it took 22 years to find the next guy. 
you kind of and, and I, the, the word trapped is wrong because he's like getting MVP chatter. But at some point, everybody in this sport is out of luck. You're all getting fired if he gets hurt. All right. Burrow, by the way, four years, two surgeries. Lamar Jackson, last two years, couldn't, couldn't finish the season. I mean, it's, it's Kyler Murray gets dinged up. I mean, most, I mean, Herbert doesn't get hurt. Allen doesn't. Some guys are just genetically, you know, 6'5 and a half, 250. You know, the big band, you just, they, they're just built to last longer. But I think with two I was always like, yeah, I just can't. I, I can't. I think you have to. Where are you going to go with it? Now, again, Miami could get lucky. And, you know, they draft uh, 19th, 20th, and one of the kids falls. But Cincinnati, should they not go in on Joe Burrow? I mean, they did, and this is the reality. When they get hurt, try to have the best possible backup you can, but you can't pay the backup anything once you pay the starter. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, they we, we, we freaked out when Jarrett Stidham got $12 million for Denver to be the backup, and we're all like, whoa, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Mariota once as a backup made some coin. You just cross your fingers. You know, last year the Niners went to the NFC title game, I believe, with their third-string quarterback. They went into the season with uh, the, the kid they ended up trading, um, Trey Lance. Yeah. Then they had Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. Like, that's a team ready and prepared with a backup. Cincinnati was not ready, Colin. Hour three. Ed McCaffrey. Next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.